Are you a team manager struggling to lead your team well? Have you been asked to lead HR, but it's your first time? Or are you an HR pro looking for your tribe? While We Were Working is the show for you. With quick tips and tough topics in 30 minutes or less, the Jumpstart HR team is here for you. So let's get into it. Hey, welcome to another episode of While We Were Working. It's the show to help busy people leaders uh, connect with some of the topics that they may not have paid attention to or been aware of while you were working. I am Joy Price, one of the hosts, and joined with Summer Keytron. How's it going, Summer? Hey, Joey. I'm doing great, thanks. How are you over there? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, there's a lot of tech issues going on here, but I think we're gonna we're gonna be able to make it. So. Uh, what is your your high low buffalo? I wanna I wanna audible a little bit. Maybe your high low buffalo from this past week, or your high low buffalo from this year. And uh, for those who are tuning in for the first time, if you can tell them what crazy talk I'm talking about as far as high low buffalo. Sure thing. So I'd love to do a quick recap, Joey, at the beginning of our shows uh, for our new listeners and viewers. High low buffalo is our weekly activity that we do in Jumpstart where we share out on our Slack channel something that went really great, uh, something that maybe we messed up or didn't go so well either in work or life, and then Buffalo, which is totally something random. That's always fun to share. And uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the week, actually, because we learn so much about our team. We can support them if they're going through something that's maybe a little tough, and we can also celebrate their wins. So let's go ahead and dive into it, Joe. You ready? Let's do it. I have to say I wasn't quite ready for a high-low buffalo of the year. So I think I'm going to have to come back to you on that one because, gosh, what a year it has been. But for the week, Joey, I mean, certainly celebrating Christmas with my family was an absolute highlight. It feels kind of weird, though, because it just doesn't quite feel like winter or the holidays. But um, you know, it takes me right into my low. I'm really not ready for the new year, but uh, regardless, it is coming. I'm really excited for what the year uh, what the year holds. And um, to take you into my Buffalo, Joey, I know we talked a little bit about Rivian when they had their IPO a while back. Um, what I didn't share with you was that I actually pushed the reserve button for, um, for vehicles. So I got an email this morning actually saying that the specific uh, package uh, that was on reservation is actually going to be the first builds to be delivered at uh, some point next year. So really excited for that. Nice. You have to do a uh, you have to do a while we're working from your your Rivian, so we can do a, a tour of it when it gets when it gets delivered. Absolutely. I can't wait. I'm sure there's going to be so many people that are just interested and excited and I'm excited. I'd love to share it. Uh, but what about your high low Buffalo, Joey? Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're talking about this this week, you know, spending time with family um, is a high. Uh, you know, we we did the super safe bubble dinner where it's a little weird. We all had masks on and we're in different areas of the house. But um, it was just good to gather. Um, and I guess the low would be that some of our family members weren't able to attend, um, probably similar to most of uh, us out there. Um, 
Omicron has impacted uh, impacted my family. So some of our, our cherished family members weren't able to be at the dinner table, but they got to go plates and um, people took care of them. So, you know, tried to make the most of it. And my Buffalo for this week is, uh, I guess, I mean, I'm doing the show from my phone, which is... <laughs> In in um, entrepreneurship, you learn to pivot, and you have to pivot very quickly. Uh, so we're just running this from my from my phone, um, and that is my buffalo because it took me off guard. That of course, of all the times that my computer would give me problems, um, it would be now. But uh, that's my my high low buffalo. Let's let's jump into um, let's jump into consultants corner or uh, or while we were working. Uh, let's jump into while we were working. Sounds good, Joey. Thanks for sharing your Hilo Buffalo. It sounds like it was uh, it it was a great holiday for you as well, and uh, hopefully we'll be having different discussions next year about finally being able to get all of our family members in one spot. <clears throat> yeah. But nice work in pivoting with the phone. I, I'm I'm thinking that this might be the beginning of while we were working like on the go. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's definitely in the roadmap. Whether it's uh, taking the show on the road at conferences or just um, at client meetings, and um, there's a lot of fun things that that we'll get into in 2022. So you're right, not to not to leak too much, but we will take this show on the road. Sounds good, Joey. Well, to dive into this week's article, it was from a website called HR Dive. And uh, this one I thought was really, really relevant and um, on target in terms of time. And this article was about five common sense pandemic provisions that workers lose at year end. So um, for you HR pros out there, I'm sure you've probably encountered um, something re, you know, related to this over the past year or two, and that is um, that you know, there were several provisions that were put into place to help workers, um, and they were put into place essentially to help them maximize their benefits during the pandemic. And unfortunately, um, there's, they're slated to end um, just here in a couple of days. And so I thought that this would be a really great topic, Joey, for you and I to chat about. Um, one, so that um, if HR pros aren't aware um, that this is possibly going to happen, that it's on their radar, I anticipate they're going to get questions. So just to be kind of on guard and, and help them navigate it the best that we can. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's something for HR pros to pay attention to as well as business owners, because mm -hmm the implications of these may extend beyond, you know, HR, but also operations. And um, I'm, I'd love to jump into some of them so that we can kind of put the context around what it means for the HR pro, what it means for the employee, and uh, what it means for, for a business owner. Sounds great, Joe, and you're totally right. This applies really to, um, to many small businesses. And so we'll try to keep it short and simple. Um, and if you guys have questions and feel free to drop them in the chat or shoot us over a message because we always love to hear from you guys. But um, first, uh, first order of business is the CARES Act Safe Harbor. So 
Um, this was one of them that actually allows health plans to cover telemedicine um, before meeting deductibles. And so, of course, you know, in the age of pandemic, needing to seek care and maybe not feeling safe, actually venturing out into a hospital or urgent care setting. This one was super important, Joey. Um, and without, you know, any sort of, you know, kind of last minute changes to the existing provisions, uh, we're, we're going to lose that starting next year. I think that's unfortunate because telemedicine is really the wave of the future. I think um, it would allow more patients to be seen um, for as far as scale, but also from an uh, equity and accessibility perspective. You know, if you have a if you have a cell phone, you have a doctor, right? Because you can right. just um, <laughs> just like on my phone now, mm -hmm. you could uh, Skype in or Zoom in or or however that works with uh, the tools that doctors use. So I think that's pretty unfortunate um, that, that it's ending, but it does, um, I think that the application for HR and the business owner is like what that means for time off. And um, if we think about the idea of maybe someone can show up to work and if they just need a quick check with the doctor, they could just hop out on their phone, uh, meet with the doctor. If the doctor gives them the all clear, then they go back to work. Uh, but now, it seems like that's going away. So whether a person has a, a, a big boo-boo or not, you know, they've got to go into the office and, um, and time is money. Um, so, so there could be implications there. And uh, for the HR pro, I think just, just tracking time spent on um, sick leave and pay time off for medical visits. Um, you just want to be mindful of that. But those are some of the things I think of when I think about this benefit going away. I okay. wish I wish that were not the case, but uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, it is super unfortunate, Joey. And you know, to kind of build on to one of the things that you were saying earlier about how um, telemedicine actually opens up accessibility to um, you know a wider audience. You know, quite frankly, I would love to see this be something that continues on indefinitely because I do think that um, it allows individuals to seek care, even pandemic aside, it allows them to seek care when maybe they would otherwise be hesitant to, um, you know, for, for some conditions. And, and one last thing before we move on, on this, on this same note, I actually have um, one of uh, the small businesses that we work with actually expand their sick time um, that they're offering to team members. And while it's not directly related to this, I think that it does go hand in hand with one of the items that you were saying. And it's definitely something I'd recommend other companies consider that, that it might be, <clears throat> excuse me, might be a good option for them as well. Yeah. I mean, the, the reality is I think, uh, you know, I don't have the stats, but I'd imagine we're taking more time off for health issues um, more than ever. And I wonder if we're taking off more time now for for health than for vacation. Um, so maybe this is a good time to audit your uh, your time and attendance policies and your leave policies uh -huh. and say, are you giving adequate either time off or flexibility uh, for workers to have a, a great experience um, in your company and uh, and Get the care that they need for themselves for their families for their pets uh who are also family uh, you know so it, it it health is a big issue for for hr for 2020 
to uh, and beyond. Great, great, Joey. Well, let's dive into number two. Um, this was the CARES flexibility for flexible spending accounts. And this one was a really big topic in that <clears throat> um, participants could actually change their elections at any time. For So for those of you that are familiar with flexible spending accounts, you make your election um, during your enrollment window and you're only able to make a change if you have a you know a qualifying event uh, but yep. the cares act changed that and made it really flexible which i know a lot of folks took advantage of and again joey without any changes this one's going away as well oh wow so um i don't i don't know what to think about that one because while it is I would imagine, you know, a happy medium would be like a, a mid-year uh, evaluation uh, for your FSA because with the way that FSA works, um, it's, it's use it or lose it. And if you are able to course correct and add more, um, you know, dollars from your pay to your flexible spending account, um, that also improves the employee experience just in general. So, I mean, we're two for two on things that were a really good idea to implement just in general. Uh, and so it's, it's interesting that with the pandemic still here, with us still having, you know, more cases um, in a day um, than, than before, uh, that we're taking away some of these, these important benefits. I totally agree, Joey. And I think when we get to the end of this list, I'd love to hear your thoughts as to um, if you anticipate that they will be reinstated in the new year or not. Yeah. So um, moving us right along, number three was that um, and this was a biggie, especially for um, for folks that have uh, kids at home for dependent care. So um, call it ARPA, A-R-P-A. There was a higher dependent care contribution that you were able to make. So it was typically... $5,000, but it was raised to uh, $10,500 plus the ability to change your election mid-year uh, in order to select that higher limit. So depending on, you know, how individuals, you know, kind of working situations may have changed and their need for childcare, this was a huge one. And, you know, we're, we're going to see it likely go away unless there's uh, something implemented here last minute. And Again, I, I think that's a big loss, Joey. Yeah. Now, th this is also a game changer. And when you think about um, competitive strategy as an employer, you um, have to pay attention to things like this because, of course, the, the government um, won't do everything to make your employees happy. Like You have a responsibility to do that, um, I would say, more so than government. But if, if these sort of flexible features are going away mm -hmm. and you don't have the ability to um, either have flexible work arrangements or offer childcare stipends or whatever the case may be, um, there's a strong chance that your employees may start looking elsewhere where those mm -hmm. benefits are more amplified. Mm -hmm. And so just because uh, this is something that was a, a government um, a benefit in this time isn't something to take for granted because uh, if your employees were aware of it and they took advantage of it, then, I mean, you know, they're, they're 
pre-tax uh, or post-tax um, health, I'm not health, but um, dependent care is going to rise, you know, by that extra 5K next year. And that's, that's impactful. Um, so you have to look at like a, a competitive benefit strategy where the government helps you do a little bit, but you have to do a part. And so I, I think it's a, it's unfortunate. You, you really covered it quite well, Joey. And I would also say that while it wouldn't necessarily um, apply to the same specific group that would, you know, benefit from this additional dependent care contribution, I like to also think about what can companies do to potentially um, offset, you know, what the ultimate goal is, right? And the ultimate goal here is um, maximizing take-home pay, mm -hmm. right? And being able to somehow, um, you know, re reduce that taxable income. And so where I'm going with this is that if you don't currently have a 401k and you're looking at benefits like this going away where your team members are, you know, trying to save money on taxes, then you know, 401k, yes, not an alternative, but another vehicle to help them maximize their tax savings. You know, there are things that you can do, like putting plans in place such as that to at least help them start to chip away at that overarching goal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the importance of uh, benefits communication, which is something that I think we do pretty well with our, our clients mm -hmm. is helping not only, you know, small business owners understand what plans they're buying, or what, what plans they're getting for their teams, but also uh, for team members, how to maximize that. Uh -huh. uh, and so that's another another um, point to emphasize is benefits communication and making sure your team gets the most most of their uh, their benefits. Um, how about we How about we take two more two two really good ones off the list, and you go first. I don't want to take up all the all the air in the conversation, uh, but you, you lead the way on these, on these next two, and then we'll jump into our, uh, our consultant's corner. Sounds good, Joey. Well, um, the, the other one that I wanted to mention, which in this article is actually number five, but I think it belongs right after number three as number four in the article is related to, um, the unlimited carryovers. Um, we were just talking about these you know, flexible spending account contributions. And so one of the provisions was that if employers did adopt this, it allowed unlimited carryovers for uh, the 2020 and 2021 plan year for flexible spending accounts. And that's huge because you know, without those, there is no dependent care carryover and healthcare carryover was limited to $750. So um, really would love to see some changes there. Um, the last one that I wanted to mention, Joey, and, and we, you know, we can kind of dialogue about is um, the COBRA subsidy. So there was a lot of talk about the COBRA subsidy, but yet I think a lot of companies were really struggling to understand, like, well, how do I actually do it? Like, um, do I pay for it? Do they pay for it? Um, a lot of questions about this. Um, but just to kind of summarize it, there was a 100% employer paid coverage requirement for anybody that was termed involuntarily mm. or had their hours reduced. Um, that's expected to go away. And, you know, I guess I kind of see two sides to this. I feel like, you know, there's kind of a time and place for it. Um, I do think, you know, that we're kind of at the point to where 
you know, we could potentially do without this one. Um, if I think about like kind of force ranking the order of importance. Yep. Um, but I know there's a lot of folks that still have medical needs and they would benefit from it as well. Yeah, I mean, that that would definitely be a big, uh, a big deal for employers to carry. And um, considering that, you know, these past 20 months now have impacted not only individuals, but organizations as well, it's, it's hard to, to shoulder a, a huge load, especially if there were massive layoffs in an organization. Um, so that's important. And another thing that this all makes me think about, if, if I can be honest, is Summer, how many how many employers do you think actually knew that these provisions were were in effect? Like, do you think that uh, the average small business owner who's you know nose down running his graphic design studio or or coffee shop, you, do you, do you think these reached a lot of people? Uh, what do you what do you think? Uh, I that's a great question, Joey, and and unfortunately, I. I don't think that most small businesses knew about it. And most of the time they find out because their employees inquire mm -hmm. and they're not quite sure what they're asking about. And that's when we hear from them, Joey, right? Yeah. Because the employers will reach out and say like, Hey, I did a search on Google. It sounds like, you know, I'm supposed to be offering this Cobra subsidy. I have no idea what they're talking about. Can you help? And of course we can help. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, to me, it's just really unfortunate that these benefits existed. And I don't think that um, it's necessarily easy for small businesses to understand and execute and, and provide the benefits to their team members. But of course, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what we're here for. And I mean, some of the things that we discussed, like the, uh, the FSA, um, under ideal conditions, and I'll, I'll say ideal because there's some things that you could do with the FSA, like spend all your money and then leave um, if you're right. an employee, but under ideal conditions, you know, that's not an additional expense really for the employer to, to bear right. because th that's money coming out of a uh, employee's paycheck. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, I think I think more more companies need to be paying attention to what we're talking about. Pay attention mm -hmm. to while we're while we were working, you know, become clients because these are the type of things that we will um, share with with you so that you're you're aware sounds great Joey and I feel like you know we can we can probably make episodes off of like while we were working just as like a full episode itself <laughs> but I know that a lot of our listeners and viewers really like consultants corner because we talk about a topic that they have uh, that they've brought to us or that we've encountered in um, you know, just kind of some of our internal discussions. Yeah. And the one that I, I've I've uh, I've kept on our list uh, to chat about was really, um, I think timing wise, really great for end of the year as people start to think about their new year goals and reflect on the past year. And what I wanted to talk about, Joey, was um, really just finding your purpose, finding your ultimate happiness, um, chatting a lot. Um, we're chatting a lot with some of the groups that I belong to about uh, job burnout and how mm. that's impacting us personally, how it's impacting their teams. Um, so I, I wanted to just have like a really casual conversation with you about like, if somebody comes to you and says, 
Uh, I'm lost in my career. Um, I'm not sure what happiness looks like. Yeah, I feel really burned out in my job. You know, we have those conversations with team members, with maybe some of our own team and our family members. And I'll certainly share my thoughts, Joey, but I'm just really curious, like what type of questions or advice would you give to somebody if you knew that, you know, this is kind of what, what they're faced with right yeah. now? Great question. Um, and it's something that at the end of the year, you know, you, you take time or you should be taking time to say, you know, what worked, what didn't, what am I, what was I excited about? What was I not excited about? And um, I think it, it starts there is like reflecting on um, how you got to where you are right now. And um, what were the, what were the highs? What were the lows? What were, um, some of the best best moments what did people you know compliment you on what are some of the things that you did that were that were effortless mm -hmm. uh, but i would i would i would probably open up this conversation more broadly to even folks that are thinking about career change mm -hmm. um, because someone may say hey you know i was a i led a, a i was a restaurant manager but really you know i want to be an artist or um you know i'd rather go into another line of work and I say, you know, um, I don't necessarily say follow your your passion, um, but maybe follow your skills. And um, what what do your skills reveal to you that you're really really good at, and which one of those are transferable? Because um, to be honest, I'm passionate about a lot of things, and um, maybe that's why I, I wear a lot of hats. But yeah. um, could I commit myself to to all of those passions, or maybe some of the ones that I'm not more heavily committed to? Um, and be as great there as I am um, with our team at Jumpstart? Uh, probably not. And so, yeah, you wanna do something that you're fired up about, but the the example is like, you know, I was, I'm passionate about golf, right? But am I gonna be a pro golfer? Mm -hmm. Maybe I could be, but I'd be so far behind the curve. Uh, it'd be such a huge investment to um, get to that skill level. Um, the sacrifices that would need to be made are like super, super um, strong. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say, well, like, what are you good at? What did people compliment you on? Right. Um, what comes to what comes easy to you? Um, those are some of the things I would I would start with, and mm -hmm. I would give them more questions than answers because it's not for me to answer. It's for right. them to kind of take it, chew on it, run with it for a little bit. What do you think, Summer? I say you're right, Joey, and there's a couple of conversations that I've had recently um, and I've also reflected on myself that I thought would be great to share because I, I can only imagine that others are, you know, having similar thoughts and or have had similar thoughts. And, you know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, um, because I feel like in in a lot of um, a lot of a lot of careers, there's kind of this association with. Um, achieving the highest position possible and that like when I get to a certain position, whatever it is that I've predefined, um, I'll be happy, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, Joey, I always thought, well, when I become a chief um, HR officer, I've made it. I'll be happy when I get there. Mm -hmm. And I worked very hard to move up in the corporate world and sacrificed a lot to get to that, you know, kind of get to that door of like, that was on my horizon. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, Joey, I realized 
and I kind of looked around and I was like, wow, like this is nothing like what I like thought it would be. Yeah. And when I really self-reflected, Joey, I realized that that wasn't what I really wanted. And so, you know, I share this with people because I think we really need to now more than ever take a moment to reflect what is going to make us happy. And when I started to ask those questions, I was like more time with my friends and family, more time traveling, more time making an impact in the businesses where I feel valued. And when I started to think about, you know, being in kind of that high corporate level position, like depending on the company, it can be very, very stressful. Yep. Um, you don't get a lot of time for friends and family. Yeah, it'd be very difficult to travel unless like you work for, you know, like, like certain companies. So, mm -hmm. you know, for me, it was a big moment of reflection and really redefining happiness. And for me, it meant being able to like peel back all the layers, Joey. And for me, it was not necessarily achieving the position, but having a position that had enough power of influence to directly and significantly change the lives of other people. Yeah. Um, so that was that was kind of a defining moment for me. And so the conversations that I've had with other HR professionals, and one of them was actually one of my prior bosses who's moved on to a new company and is in a VP role. Um, we were talking a little bit about like, well, what's next for you? Like, what are you going to be happy doing? And, you know, after a long conversation, I shared with her that, you don't have to move up to that next position to be successful. Like your happiness can be staying in position, Joey. And I think that's the overarching message that I want to send is that you don't have to be a manager or you don't have to be an executive. You don't have to be the next something to be happy or successful. If you are good at your job, then staying in position is totally fine. Like stay where you're happy and successful and yep. like take the time to process what that might look like for you. And that's totally okay. But I think that, you know, just society and like what, what we've seen happen in the past kind of dictates, or I think has kind of um, set that expectation a little bit differently. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, I agree. And, and, you know, I come from a um, sport and performance background with, with my undergraduate stuff. And, uh, you know, I think about, you know, the dominance of, of Tom Brady. Uh, I used to hate him as a as, when he was a Patriot, but now I love him because he's uh, on my team. But he's he's known as a quarterback. You know, he didn't, you know, try to go and be a coach, GM, whatever the case may be. He's He's found the joy in honing in his skills, being an influential team player, uh, collecting wins along the way. And that brings its own, you know, measure of satisfaction. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I kind of I, I would agree with you now as a as a as an entrepreneur, you know, there's even levels that I think of, you know, that I could I could fall into the trap of once I get a, a hundred people um on our team or a thousand people on our team or whatever the case may be. Um, but I'm enjoying the team that we, we have. I'm enjoying the growth uh, in front of us mm -hmm. um, and the growth that we've experienced this past year. And so it's like, 
don't put pressure on yourself to this is you know me talk, talking to myself this is free free therapy <laughs> but uh, you know don't put pressure on yourself to to reach someone else's goal right like look at the road that's in front of you and what does that uh what does that pathway look like in the totality of everything right mm -hmm. i think of um you know I, I want to run a company, but I also want to go to my kids' recitals, or I want to um, run a company and be able to, to volunteer at my church. Like it's all these things that matter to me, and I have a responsibility to to create a winning environment for my team, um, but also you know like not not get caught up in oh man this person just did this or this person reached this milestone because that's not that's not where I am and um, I'm I'm happy with that so. Uh, yeah, I guess we're ending the year on warm and fuzzies, right? Like, like <laughs> own your well, own your road, own your road. Yeah, I think there's, gosh, it's like there's so much to chat about in that regard, Joey. But I think with so much going on, not only in our individual in individual jobs, but our lives, I think it's just so important to take a moment to enjoy whatever sliver of happiness you might have. Um, I always compare it to a pie, you know, like how, however much pie of happiness you have left, like find, find your happiness in your now. Um, and if you don't feel like you have enough happiness in, you know, in your now, then it may mean that, you know, 2022 is a year of change. And, you know, I'll kind of end on this note, Joey, um, tying back to one of the things that you said earlier, if you're not happy, this may be an opportunity for you to make a career change. And I'm finding that um, with, um, you know, kind of the, the shortage of the, of the workforce and the labor market that there are more folks who are willing to make a change right now because they're like, hey, um, I know my skills are in demand. Um, I'm going to take a leap of faith. I'm going to try something new because I know like if it doesn't work, like I'm very employable, I can get back into the workforce. And so yeah. um, just something to think about. It's very different times right now. And I, I hope that um, whatever 2022 brings, um, that it is, um, it, it brings great things because I think uh, we're all ready for it. We are, we are. And, uh, we're going to jumpstart our our team, our clients, our workplace culture, and um, you, listener and viewer, um, by tuning into while we were working. So it's been another great episode. If you loved it, drop a comment, share it. If you're tuning in on a podcast, go ahead and leave a five star review wherever you're tuning in. And can't wait to connect with you in the next episode and in the new year. So happy new year from Summer and I and the Jumpstart team. Looking forward to uh, more inspiring and informative content in 2022 and, uh, and more growth. So have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone.